0: Take a look you at your girl to the moon. She broke down and nodded, but they won't steal her away now. Your girlfriend's safe at this moon. One gas the
1: other is Mickey. That's right. That's right, he is. Aww. The Delta sounds of Brad Stark. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Smod Co. Uh, Nooner podcast on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty. I'm a host. My name is Mickey. We might have a third, but that fucker, uh, <laughs> though he said that he was going to come, uh, just has
0: uh, gone radio silent. Uh-oh. And we know who that fucker is. I was going to say, yeah, that fucker Cassandra, but I think you've given it away at this point. Yeah.
1: No, Cassandra
0: actually (laughs) had an excuse and uh, is working
1: today. We're going to go a little short today uh, just because I can only take so much of Mickey. No. No, uh, no. Me too. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, We love Mickey. um, And that wasn't me being sarcastic or ironic. uh, Sure, sure. I don't even believe it anymore. And... uh, Happy Halloween, everybody. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Spooky Nooner. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, sp- yeah. Welcome to the Spooky Nooner, where Spookner. I expose myself, creep <laughs> <to laughs> everyone out on the air, Ooh. live. And Extra you can spooky. tweet in your responses. Oh, he's doing Nooner it Podcast, right now. Uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, wish Dan Etheridge, at Dan Etheridge, a happy birthday today. Happy birthday. Um, he's up in Danada working on Ismbi, uh working his... Took us off. Mm. And there is so much going on in the news. Like the World Series is uh it going is. to game six, uh, six tonight. Mm-hmm. And um your your strows are
0: up. There they are. There they are, my strows three to two. It's uh, been maybe the best World Series that I've lived through. It's, it's been a really good one.
1: Yeah. Like there's a lot of a lot of uh lead changes, a lot of uh rallying. Yeah, yep.
0: a lot of A lot of good... I mean, honestly, I really do think it's like the two best teams in baseball, and like if they played 163 games, you know, we would... Maybe one of them... I mean, obviously, one of them would have one more at the end of it. I'm just parroting what comes up in my news feeds mm. you know
1: so i assume that it's been exciting and it a, is you haven't watched any of the games uh no i was stuck in traffic oh. and i was going towards dodger stadium and i was like fuck this. and then i listened <laughs> turned on the game and it was like going into extra innings and i was like yes because so, it was like right when it was like a couple hours in so i thought
0: well that was that was the last week like that was game wins. two game, game two, two yeah. yeah
1: so they come back tonight to la and Ooh. I that will be a uh, reason for me to stay indoors tonight.
0: Yep. And, uh, yeah. That and Halloween. It's going to be scary out there.
1: Oh, yes. Halloween is a big deal here. We'll, we'll talk more about that. Sure. Uh, then we've got all these Robert Mueller indictments mm. coming in, uh, you know, for uh, three, three people who worked on the campaign. Um, three dudes. And, right. you know, it's way too early to tell. I'm not going to talk about that. Like, basically, what the... The Mueller investigation is doing is they're getting these sort of uh, easy sort of prey right. out there, and they're trying to to sort of lean on them to get them to uh, to make deals and to talk about the bigger fish who right. um, who might have uh, been more active in the collusion. Classic, uh, yeah. So it's very classic. So it's way too early to tell. Everybody's uh, or a lot of pundits are saying it's this. It's, it means this. It means that. No, it's just a very common strategy right yeah. you know right, yeah. i've learned it from watching a lot of procedural yeah. every fbi tv show. yeah exactly yeah um yeah. get the of
0: fish right lean on him i in fact the get him to squeal the 21 jump street movie parodies that in fact oh it does
1: oh that's right it, it does, does. Um, anyway
0: um i yeah. will i will say my favorite thing ever has been all of uh, has been Trump and everybody in the White House being like, I don't think those guys were those guys even here. I don't think those who are these guys. Right, <laughs> I,
1: I know it is. It is just like you gotta own up, like you know, there are tweets or there there is an interview of of you naming this guy and saying right. what a great guy George Papadopoulos is, you know, and now he's like this guy named george who
0: is this guy you know i was reading an npr piece about it uh i think yesterday yeah well it would have to be yesterday uh and it was literally like trump is saying that he doesn't know who this guy is but here's this clip of him directly mentioning this guy and here's a tweet with him sitting next to him at a meeting right right and they're just like that was the one meeting that they were in
1: together and when he read he was just reading names off a list Mm -hmm. and uh,
0: it it's just you gotta own the facts, like you know. Yeah. It's it is fun watching everybody just kind of wreck all your boy Trump. Like he's out here, like I don't know who's, who these I, people are. You know Brian Cranston, who is vocally anti-Trump. He basically
1: says, if you want Trump to fail, uh, fuck you. That those his. That was a <laughs> paraphrase of what he said. Uh, and to that, I say, I want the country to flourish, but if. Trump is pushing bad policies, then of course, I want him to fail, sure, because that would if he succeeds at his agenda i it, it is sending the the country in in a way i don 't think is is a positive way, uh, for instance, when he tried to ban trans in the military, trans people and um, right and that a federal uh, court in d c yesterday said that that ban um, was unconstitutional, so you know there there are that is not him. That, that failure i'm very happy about
0: right yeah i think we, i don't think anyone wants trump to fail on the level of leading us into nuclear war well, well, even though he's sure lean towards that yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah absolutely but I, th- I think that's what people generally mean like they're like well you don't you want america to do well and it's like well of course but we want america to do well in the way that has trans people in our military and we're you know friendly to immigrants and all the other good things
1: yeah we like good things Uh, Yes, exactly. I also just want to give a shout out to Jane and Darren and Evan Cardi of Roseville, California and Tyson. Um, And if you want to tune into the Tumblr page, that's uh, noonerpodcast.com. And uh, the one thing I did want to talk about was, so last week, um, Trump gave this big speech announcing a public health emergency uh, about the opioid crisis. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with the opioid crisis. Uh,
0: some, somewhat. I'll, yeah. say, I'll say somewhat. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. so um, basically the number one cause of death of uh, some people under 49 is drug overdose. Right. And most of those overdoses, and this is this is a, a new thing. It's a new trend in, in American uh, mortality statistics. And uh, last year, over sixty something thousand people died of of drug overdose, which is crazy and You can trace it all back to um, basically the mid 90s when uh, you know we 've had morphine for millennia
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: they, they, The Greeks wrote about it and and also acknowledged that it was um, it 's derived from poppies and it, and they long knew about its addictive properties right. So, there's this uh, company called Purdue Pharma, and they're out of Connecticut, and um, basically they got their start uh, out of New York. Three brothers, they're all doctors, um, and this one, the head brother, the the Sackler family, Mm -hmm. and... um, he was a doctor, but then he went into drug, uh, he went into pharmaceutical marketing mm. and apparently it was a whiz. So he um, made Wait, it. I was, it was a what? A whiz. 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 What does that mean? It's like it was wizard. good? A wizard. Oh, he was a wizard. Yeah. I thought you said it was a wizard. No, 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 he was a whiz. Okay, cool. Uh, and he um, figured out how to market, uh, uh, What what is it called? Oh, geez. Um, this is uh, really terrible, but uh, an early drug. Um, what is it they, they they used to take to calm people down?
0: Um, I don't I don't know anything. Valium. Oh Valium. Yeah. yeah, I know. Valium. So
1: back in, uh, the, in the early days, he he figured out a way to market Valium to a whole host of of other ailments beyond what it was originally intended for, which mm-hmm. was anxiety, I think, and and basically marketed it as a uh, a psychological or psychiatric wonder drug. And it got over-prescribed for things that it wasn't uh, meant for. And he made millions of dollars. You know, that's fine. But then they figured out, you know, when they finally did the studies, that it wasn't as effective for a lot of things. And new drugs came on the market that were very effective. So he moved on to uh, other drugs. And he did everything from earwax removal stuff to... um, just like all, Which,
0: the, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're supposed to keep that, right? You you want to have earwax?
1: Uh, it depends. It depends if you if you have uh, a clog. You don't uh. want earwax in there. You
0: want a comfortable amount of earwax. You don't right. want to be you don't wanna be because I know you don't Q-tip it. I know, but it feels so good. It does. It feels great. But that's why that's how you know you're not supposed to. I if know. it feels if good, it don't feels, do it. Don't do it. Yes. Yeah. Don't
1: touch down there. Don't touch. <laughs> don't put anything bit smaller than an elbow in your ear. Uh, in your ear canal. Wait. Yes. Is it okay to put elbows in your ear if you if they'll fit? Uh, that's what they say. Uh, so, this guy Raymond Sackler, he eventually developed. Um, they were trying to develop a a, a long term, long acting um, painkiller. Mm-hmm. You know, because the problem with um, opioids is that you would have to take them every four hours to keep your pain down, and it's um, and people would forget or or they just didn't want to, to deal with it. So um, he invented ultimately what was called oxycontin, which is oxycodone uh, is a, a, a heroin, um, a synthetic heroin, a synthetic opiate. Mm-hmm. And then the contin means continuous. So it's meant to last 12 hours. Okay. All right. And I, I, we might have mentioned this before, but uh, instead of lasting twelve hours, like there, were, the studies were sort of mixed. But to be able to market it to doctors, uh, and because he, on top of this product, which wasn't really effective, like there, were, there, were, there was a study on these women in like um, in Puerto Rico, and it didn't work for twelve hours on them. But they buried that study and then they mm. sort of cherry picked the the studies that they wanted to. Sure. Uh, to put in their marketing stuff and then they marketed the hell out of it saying that it wasn't addictive because you were only taking it once a day uh or twice a day you know and um and because it was a time release it wasn't giving you th- uh, the sufficient concentration of of opioids to make it um
0: uh addictive okay. and this is in the mid 90s and this is this is not the actual case right well no this is how it started oh uh, no but i'm saying like this is not like you can get addicted to oxy. Oh no! Exactly. exactly. Okay. I was yeah, I was yeah, very yeah, yeah. confused for a minute. I was like, no, no, no. But this is what they were <laughs> saying. And then, okay.
1: And their reps, a lot of them believed it. But then, the the problem is that it wasn't as effective as people said, uh, or as it, as they said it was. So then doctors were prescribing it more and more. Oh, so the problem
0: was I I see what we're getting at now, right? Man, that took me a while. No, no, song. no.
1: And then <laughs> and then also then people would take more of it because they wanted the whether the doctor prescribed it or not. Right. And then um and then when their prescriptions were up they were addicted, they tried to get more pills and heroin as we've seen in uh every um what is it uh, uh you know the intervention episode. It's right, like yeah. a really uh very intense Addiction where you forego a lot of it's
0: a brutal fucking
1: drug soul yes so it's a brutal drug and then people then go from oxycontin to uh to whatever pills they can get and then ultimately to heroin which is a much cheaper drug and it's a very intense high and then you end up like um going bad ways mm. um yeah just listen to harris whittles talk about it yeah it's uh and uh, what was what's the guy's name that podcast um
0: oh i don't even know which i i, I was uh, thinking about the one i don't remember the podcast name either actually but there was one where they interviewed his sister and his mom oh yeah now so she really just wrote a book that just uh, got yeah.
1: published um the sister did yeah. um but uh what's that comic's name I'm, I'm my mind is just just a mess
0: you know what are you, what are you gonna do We're, yeah um it's halloween yeah, can't be so, expected to remember things.
1: So they, meanwhile, the Sackler family uh, through their company Purdue Pharma, it's a privately owned company. Um, they lo- heavily lobbied the FDA to to pass their 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 drugs, um, and then people would grind up the OxyContin to make it more intense mm-hmm. and be addicted that way. Then they reformulated it, but people could still get around it. the The FDA per, like person who pushed the uh, the drug through um, it accelerated it through its uh, okay through the FDA. he left the FDA and then was hired by Purdue Pharma. Oh. imagine that uh, they mm. have made their, their family right now is worth thirteen billion dollars um, yes yeah, so they 've donated uh, art to everything from the Tate and they've built buildings on Ivy League campuses and other colleges and wow. they, they, they are a huge philanthropists, but they have not donated uh, they have a foundation for all these
0: medical foundations for cancer research nothing about addi- addiction research hmm. well yeah I feel like that would be i th- they want to avoid that topic as much as possible I'd imagine yeah They're like hmm that's not what addiction what yeah so
1: now the uh, at the top of in t- two thousand twelve that was the peak of uh the OxyContin um opioid like uh, uh, prescriptions and these you know so it's all legal it's basically they're legal drug dealers hmm. uh there were 280 million prescriptions in the u.s for this drug that's basically every single person yes. single, yeah. and there are places in in like small towns where these pharmacies were just moving millions of pills that the purdue pharma saw that it was happening mm-hmm. and they were just thinking cha-ching, cha-ching they didn't think oh, you know somebody's committing a crime there were clearly right. there was like there were more pills than there were like people in the, the state you right. know? so uh, th- that's one of the reasons why we we have an, an epidemic and then the other reason why is because um, other because of the success of these drugs other pharmaceutical companies are creating more powerful ones like fentanyl which is 50 times more powerful oh, yeah. than um, than uh, uh oxycontin and then there's like cardo car, uh, I not carbo fentanyl which is 100 times or you know 500 times more powerful than opium jeez like basically so what it, and there, it's made in china uh, and then it's smuggled here because it, it a very little amount Goes a long way. So, uh, mm. someone was busted this week in Ohio with 200 grams, which is, uh, you know, less than um what, half a pound. Okay, and that's enough to kill like thousands of people with an overdose. Jeez. which is crazy, right? So, like, cops when they, they bust uh, these fentanyl dealers, they have to like wear gloves. They they get sick if they inhale it. You know, like they wow. can die. Holy shit! So, and it's so not FDA approved. Then this uh, no, it is. Oh, okay. it is an, an FDA approved drug. Um, and it's, it, it does have a use. Okay. It has a use, like, if you're dying of cancer and you you put on a fentanyl patch and you get a steady dose of painkiller as you die, so you okay. can die in comfort, relative comfort. Right. Uh, and so that, it, it, it is powerful. And then you don't have to worry about addiction because you're dying. Right. And so it definitely, there, we need to have painkillers. And the people sure. who suffer from pr- chronic pain Who's for them? An addiction is better than the pain that they suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we there are all these addicts out there who are seeking an easy high. Fentanyl is easy, easy to smuggle, and then they mix it in with their drugs, and then they overdose because they like. You can just have like a couple grains of fentanyl, and like that's enough to to God. just put you on your Easter. Well, uh So. The problem with what Trump did is he said that it was a national public health emergency, mm-hmm. which sounds very good. right? But what that doesn't do is provide them any money, a, a mm-hmm. very small amount. It's like the, there's a public health emergency fund, which had, like at the time, like $57,000. right? Like, and um, he could have said this is a, a national emergency, and then the president has the power to... Oh, uh, was that me? Jeez.
0: Oh, um that scared me actually. was <laughs> that's how spooky it is today. Yeah. We're getting beep sounds. Oh, no. yeah. This is just the, to spook me. This is
1: the ghost story that I'm telling you guys here. Mm. So uh like what was I talking about again? Uh you were talking about the problem of national health emergency oh, versus yeah, yeah. national emergency. So then the president can then just with a stroke of his pen tap into tens of millions of dollars to deal with this issue. Oh, okay. And he didn't. Right which is a problem. And then in his speech, what he said was, uh, he said like, this is very, um, what do you say? He basically said that, uh, he blamed, he, he blamed that he said that you, if you didn't start taking drugs, then this won't be a problem. So we have to educate people to not take drugs. Right. Which is
0: classic blaming. Like that's, I, I was, my perspective on this is that people are, always are less willing to help with this sort of thing I feel like because they're like well that person is just these people are just junkies and it's like well that's not I, well, now that you look at the numbers, like is all are all of these people junkies? Like, is the m- majority of the population of America? It seems like yeah, right. And, and when your
1: doctor is telling you to take this drug, right? Exactly. And the, the doctors were incentivized to do it because you know, they were wined and dined by the, these pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. and given false information saying that it, it wasn't addictive. Right. So the doctors are, are saying, "Don't worry, it's not addictive." Mm-hmm. And then, and then, boom! Shot. It, it totally is addictive. Right. And so, uh. Trump's solution is just don't take the drugs, yeah, which right. really worked well cool.
0: in the '80s when under Nancy Reagan, when it was just say no. Uh, yeah, the, that's why no one does any drugs now that was born after 1980, right? Exactly.
1: But so what's going to happen is uh, they're going to tie this money up into a, a medical, uh, a yeah, healthcare bill that mm-hmm. will uh, destroy Obamacare, but there'll be you know tens of billions of dollars. Um, Put towards the opioid crisis and if democratics don't vote for it then, then they get to be like well you don't want to fix oh, great great right, right. oh man I so, hate everyone right so this is the problem like you can't just deal with every issue on its own you have to make it like leverage it to achieve your agenda right and I mean it happens on both sides it's not just a Trump sure thing. yeah it's, yeah, a, so it's politics it's, it's politics it's horse trading or whatever yeah but
0: you know the, to get something done like, it does feel particularly shitty when it's something like this, where it's like, we should just be able to put money towards solving this crisis. Right. But unfortunately, and I mean, like, I, I acknowledge what you're saying, where it's like, well, you know, Dems might do something to that effect as well. We, right. you know, obviously not with this particular case, because they're not in this position. But who knows?
1: Well, it gets put on Congress.
0: And then if it
1: doesn't happen, then Trump says, well, I did my part. And right. Yeah. And when he could have handled it. So, sure. Uh, and what needs to change is, you know, we shouldn't be market be able to to market drugs mm. like because we have all those ads. We have, you have ads for opioid related constipation drugs. Yeah, like why do we have that drug? Why is that? Do, do we need that drug? Mm. We need to not, you know, then these people will be like. You know, I you told me to take these these opioids that I asked you to take because I saw a commercial for it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm constipated, now I saw another commercial for it. Give me that. And then, and then Oh my I, gosh. So then we spiral out of control. Right. And yeah. So But at least we're not constipated. The quote was uh Trump said, It's very,
0: very easy to not start taking drugs. Fuck right. off. Exactly. This is especially when your doctor is like this will fix your medical problems. Just right. be like, Well, I don't think that's
1: true. Right. And uh, then also, we need to figure out other ways to to manage pain. You know, that's a thing. And like mm-hmm. some for a lot of us, like the doctors are like they're told to do no harm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now it's just just don't let them feel pain, which is a different thing,
0: right? Right. I think I've heard something to that effect, where it's like the philosophy on that changed at some point. Yeah. With, um, but I. Yeah, because yeah, a doc, because a patient. Um,
1: and a patient should be their own advocate, but they're like, I went to the doctor in pain, he said it'll heal, and I left still in pain. Mm-hmm. And you want something to remedy that pain. Right. When that pain might be necessary to
0: to you getting,
1: you know, just... Yeah. Pain. Maybe it's
0: just like those t-shirts say, it's just weakness leaving the body, or fat crying, or whatever...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... All of those... No, I mean, th- I, that was the joke, no, no, no. I'm sorry. But, well, <laughs> but it is, that is really facile of me to say, because there are people who are genuinely right, in yeah. chronic pain. And I've been, I've experienced chronic pain, and it is, it is not. <laughs> but there's a probably know- a prescription rate that is lower than what we're seeing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and when we tell people, like, we're in a very much, we want immediate immediate answers to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the the Google like society of like, okay, just google it. Okay. Uh it says to take oxycodone, you know. And, right.
0: And and yeah, and it, I I I see exactly where the because and also because everything's profit driven in the Right. medical field. That's another layer to the problem. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then but then there's also doctors need to
1: prescribe less, but then if they don't prescribe enough then they they face malpractice, right? Right, yeah. And then if they prescribe too much, they face malpractice. Right. So there needs to be a balance. They need to be protected. Doctors are in a shitty position. Yeah. Everything then, Everything's terrible. But then it's like, also what you said is that we, we treat drugs as like, oh, well, just stop taking them. But that's not the problem. The problem is... We have to treat it like a disease, right? So you need to have naloxone available, which is the the drug that prevents you from overdosing on heroin. Even though people who have naloxone frequently then continue to OD, right? Which there was a case of somebody ODing twice, needing naloxone twice. Anyhow, it's still a good drug; it will save lives. And then we need to also uh, decriminalize you know uh opioid usage you know mm-hmm. if you take it it's it's because your body needs it or, mm-hmm. or is craving it uh so then also you need to have methadone available right because right? yeah as it,
0: what i was gonna say is like the the thing about these people about people that are addicted to drugs is it's just it's it's as it turns out it's hard to stop taking drugs right you guys and at like, a certain
1: point you it's not about chasing a high it's about just staying alive right because you can die if you stop taking it and you're in withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Methadone is just as addictive as every other like opioid, but it is not as intense a high, and then people can manage them, their, their lives much easier. Right. So, uh, and that is taken orally as opposed to injected. Anyhow, mm-hmm. so it's a really uh, complicated
0: issue. There are no easy answers. Oh, I have a recommendation, actually. Oh, do. Uh, there is a documentary on Netflix that is called Heroin. Uh, it is heroin like the drug and then the E at the end like hero. Uh, and it's about these, uh, three women, uh, in, I think it's Huntington, West Virginia, uh, who like are all like at the center of the opioid, opioid crisis. It's like 30 minutes. I watched it the other day, like four weeks ago on like a whim. Uh, and it's, oh, but it's, it's really good and pick, it's pick me up, right? It's, well, actually, it's really very hopeful because it's, it's not just like a, I was, kind of worried it would be just like suffering porn where it's like look at all these people everything's miserable blah 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 but it's actually kind of like these are the people that are like actually trying to solve this problem and what they think about solutions toward the problem and i I, it's it's kind of hopeful for me just because it's like these are people looking for solutions even where there aren't any right and i think
1: the best thing about this trump announcement is that it sheds light on this problem totally so and we're talking about it and that's okay. great uh it was the pete holmes podcast episode 236 of you made it weird oh yeah uh, thank you tyson for for scraping my brain and peter wg i'm sorry that the first uh, the only bits of this show are the the least fun bits but uh, i think it's important to talk about it. and then jane reminded us that in other countries like say england pharmaceutical ads are banned mm. and yeah they you shouldn't it shouldn't be good health. Shouldn't be profit driven, right? You know, it's like we don't have ads for. Well, anyhow, I don't want to get into it. I'm I'm done with that. Done yeah. with that. Sorry yeah. guys. Sorry for my ranting about it. But um, if you it's have good, experience with uh, this, I know it. You know, it touches a lot of people. And, and most sure. of these, uh, most of those um, drug overdoses that were opioid related, like something like four out of five of those people started off on prescription meds that's how they got
0: there right that's why it's a problem that touches so many people and it's like it's definitely not a problem that you can just shove off to like well it's those people over there because it's everyone like it's the whole country it feels like right um and then, of course, we'll move on to happier topics.
1: Like, Yay! Uh, Yay! <laughs> so <laughs> we're done
0: with the opioid. Yeah, the opioid crisis is over.
1: So Now let's go to sexual assault. Um, oh, oh no! <laughs> so Not again?
0: Oh, wait. I know what this yeah, is going to be. Well,
1: it, yeah. It, every week it's a new revelation. Last week we just caught the beginning. It was just, uh, I think it was later that day that George Herbert Walker Bush was um, uh, accused of of. Uh, Sexual assault.
0: I guess yeah. I, I I didn't even see this one. You actually. didn't hear this. I, I missed the George so, H- you know, George H. W-, w. Bush.
1: He's ninety three. He's confined to a wheelchair, um, and he's garbage, as it turns out. Well, surprisingly. Well, it's it's this is the thing. Okay. I didn't actually read the story. I'm just okay, speaking. Okay, so this is what he, I'm he, he did. An actress came forward um, and said that he met uh, she met the president, and then he whispered in uh, in. Her ear, uh, you know who my favorite um magician is, and she he said David Coppafield and then grabbed her firmly by the ass. Oh God, I hate all of Ugh. Oh. And then another uh cool move, yeah, dude. Uh, Jesus another actress uh said the exact same thing. And then Oh, so this is like his his whole his his thing, and then uh, his uh, his spokesperson said that he does this to put people at ease, and he apologizes if people don't appreciate his sense of humor, and um, (sighs) and then another writer came forward, and she said, like she got photographed with her husband, and he said, you know what my favorite President Bush said, you know what my favorite book is, David Copperfield. And then grabbed her by the ass.
0: So here's and, what I'll say: If George W. or H. W. Bush says that to you, or if anyone ever says that to you, punch them in the throat and run away. Yeah, that's my. That, but well, also, uh, don't be disgusting if you're George H. W. Bush or know, anyone else. I know,
1: and this is terrible. And it's it. And but I don't think that these. I mean, these women were victimized. It's a different level of sexual assault than uh, yeah. using someone for power and using like. He's, uh, he's a decrepit old man, not excusing him at all. It's just... It, and it's good that we're talking about it, because then when we get older, then we won't be, hopefully, the creepy old man that, that he turned out to be. Sure,
0: Yeah, I think... I mean, like, I guess that gradation is important in general, but I think also it it kind of speaks to the same, like, gross underlying issue to me, which is just that... People, people behaving terribly is it kind of like fits under the same umbrella to me of just like, hey, don't do this, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, pro- and basically, his wife knew about it. All his spokespeople knew about it. All the, his whole team knew about it, and they were just like, hey, he's an old man, you know, just, just, y- yeah, well, you can be, you can be discreet about this, can't you? Mm. And oh, Bruno's oh, got yeah. a toy. Oh, um, making but us happy again. The more toxic. Uh, accounting of sexual assault came out yesterday um, or over the weekend when Anthony Rapp, the actor uh, who was in Rent, uh, you've, you've seen him before. He's, he's been a, you know, he was a child actor, very great actor, singer, performer. He uh, came out and accused Kevin Spacey of sexual assault. So you heard about this, right?
0: right? I heard about this one. This is the one I knew about. Yeah, so... Oh the fucking dog just gotta get in on that toy bruno I get it um, I, I, I think this uh, we should have a mic for bruno yeah we should oh i've got plenty to say yeah, he's let we'll find out oh, what bruno well, thinks of the issues he'll just squeak will. his toy into the mic i just like to say that i watch a lot of tv I, wait no that's me you're getting me and bruno mixed up again oh i'm not uh, he, this is what. this is like last week when you tried to make me eat out of a bowl on the ground <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that one's, that's different. But it was kibbles and bits. I normally do go for the bits. I eat, yeah. I, skip, I
1: eat around the kibble. All right. Anthony Rapp was on Broadway, 14 years old. Kevin Spacey was doing another Broadway show. Kevin Spacey invited him over to a party. Okay, and then who, what parent lets their 14 year old? I guess he might have been unsupervised at that point. Yeah. And when you're a teenager in, in New York, you probably feel like, oh, sky's the limit. You're like, I'm going to Macaulay Culkin this.
0: Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's, you're being invited to the thing by Kevin Spacey. Like, right. holy fuck. Yeah.
1: So he's 26 at the time. Um, Anthony Rapp did not enjoy the party, spent uh, his time watching TV um, in a bedroom, then realized everyone was gone, and then Kevin Spacey picked him up. Like a bride being carried over the threshold, laid him on a bed laid on top of him, uh this is all mm-hmm. alleged allegedly, uh and then Anthony Rapp was just like, "I gotta go," and then left uh, but not before uh, right being cajoled more to to uh, participate mm-hmm. by um the great actor kevin spacey
0: uh so so in other words, every. Kevin Spacey, also garbage. Also garbage. Like, fuck. uh, Again, I should feel less surprised by these things when I find them out. But And then also, in his apology, I I feel like you're actually about to get to this. Uh, Uh, So let let me get ahead of you. Oh,
1: no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, So Kevin Spacey tweeted out a typed response that said, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm horrified to hear his story. I, I honestly don't remember... This encounter it would have been over thirty years ago. But if I did behave then as he describes, I ho- owe him the sincerest apology for what would be what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior, and I'm sorry for the feelings and he describes been, having carried with him all these years.
0: Would have been, I think he forgot to say, would have been crime. It would have been crime, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, forgot to say about that. How it was crime? Right, and then he, in the next paragraph he comes out as gay. Sweet, which like. I hate so much about this because it's like he tries to be like what it, it really I feel like does so much harm to gay people in general that it's like the thing that A gets him to finally come out is this and B like it's so puts forward the stereotype of gay men as like sexual, as predators. sexual predators and child yes. molesters
1: yes so he says uh, um, I choose now to live as a gay man that's also a fucked up thing yep. to say totally you know, he didn't choose to live as a gay man. He is a gay man. Right. And he chose to live as a closeted gay man and in a per- place of power and influence. Uh, Netflix released a statement yesterday saying that there were that House of Cards uh, would be canceled. Which after. was like,
0: it was like 30 minutes later, it was like Netflix was like, no, which I was like, damn, Netflix. Well, here's the thing.
1: Yeah. Netflix, this was already the last season of uh. House of Cards. So... It's I haven't watched the show. It's a little disingenuous. I've never seen the show. It's a little disingenuous of them to say, like, to, basically, they are hinting in that, the, in saying that that they did this because it's a little bit dicey. Mm-hmm. I guess there's going to be a spinoff, um, which I'm sure Kevin Spacey will not be a part of. Sure. Uh, so, how surprised it was done anyhow.
0: And it is them cutting ties with, like, I'm sure he was like EP on the series and stuff, and like I'm I'm sure sure he is like a big. So like that, it's at least them like cutting ties with somebody that is a major player. I think so. That's it's. I I understand what you're saying, but I think like that it's still good. No, no, no. they they have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and
1: you know, being drunk is not an excuse for trying to molest a 14 year old. Uh, and he used this opportunity to claim this accusation for on being drunk.
0: And then oh and 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 I'm gay. Wasn't that great? I'm coming out. Right. Let's let's look at the big board for things you can use to blame your sexual assault on. Oh, it's nothing. Nothing is up there. Yes, exactly, it's only yeah. that you're garbage. It's a picture of you crawling into trash. No. Yeah.
1: He should have said like when I was in my 20s, I was a predatory, creepy asshole who tried to bet a child. I'm not that same person now, and I'm lucky Anthony Rapp was able to escape. And I regret any psychological trauma I may have caused. I will make this right. And the probably we're gonna this is gonna there are other people who are gonna come forward be and Sure. The uh, yeah. And just like I, in, in, in most of these cases, I feel like. And I just get the sense that Kevin Spacey is a jerk. I just I don't I have nothing to base I, that on.
0: I mean like I he could be the nicest fucking person in the world. He still he still did crime. Like I don't know. I'm just am so yeah. uh, incensed by all of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean when I was in my twenties and 30s and 40s, uh, I had been drunk and had acted like an asshole, but I'd never forced myself on a child. Sure. And I'd never fi- forced myself on anyone. I mean, that's not to say I make, didn't make drunken passes, but when I was shot down, I just retreated and drank more. Sure. In, in, in my misery.
0: Well, you know? and also I think what you define as a drunken pass and what Kevin Spacey would look on as a... would apparently look upon as a drunken pass are different that, things. That is... Absolutely. Yes. And, uh,
1: like the other thing that that galls me is that in his second paragraph he he says this story has encouraged me to come out you know or you know this story is how right. he refers to it no this is like this is a reality you know mm-hmm. this is not a story i mean he can yeah. say that this accounting but like to say it's a story means like oh it's just like a thing sure. that that is abstract and doesn't like uh, and so, I mean, just like, it, it made me really mad. And when you're in a, in a person of power and influence and you're looked up to, you could have encouraged other young gay actors to come out as as dozens of, you know, current sure. gay stars have, like Zachary Kinto, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Jim Parsons, Matt Bomer, Sarah Paulson, count, countless others have come out, where at an age now, didn't hurt their career at all. I sure. mean not that and maybe, they, well, have stories. I, yeah, I mean, maybe they have stories but yeah. it was worth it for them to come out right and they have had successful careers far better than than mine
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 better than it would have been it's probably it's still not perfect obviously especially right. i'd imagine like of those that you listed like i'd imagine jim parson's had a tough time because he has he's on a show on cbs which is you know it, that has to have the appeal to Middle America. I'd imagine if he wasn't already on the show, he would never become Sheldon. Fair enough, fair enough. But but once he was in the position of power and right. influence,
1: when, that's what the thing is. Once he got there, he's like, ta da! Yeah, that's my t- Jim Parsons. That, that, that <laughs> okay, is horrible. That's horrible. That. that is terrible. I apologize. <laughs> <You're> okay. <laughs> um, I, and I apologize for all the confetti I just threw on you. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm never
0: gonna get this out of my hair. Uh,
1: but he chose to stay closeted to protect his brand. Like Kevin Spacey did, and mm-hmm. when and it was only when his brand was threatened by something worse, like worse than being the horrible crime of being gay mm-hmm. he chose to say oh i'm choosing this moment to be brave right and everybody look at me i'm being brave it's,
0: yeah it definitely felt like he was trying to wrap himself in the well wrap himself in the in the rainbow flag so to speak and be like well but look i'm gay so I, so everything i did before is fine because look I'm, I'm finally coming out look at me go because it it's also been like he's sort of always been one of these high profile closeted people like yeah. people sort of quote-unquote new even if they didn't know gonna yeah think. and
1: i don't you know he said i'm a fiercely
0: private private person like you can still be private and be like yeah and i'm gay i'm a, I'm
1: a gay private
0: person yeah t- absolutely <laughs> that's not even that like i don't think uh, i don't think like actors that are attracted to women are like well you know i i I didn't want to reveal that i'm attracted to women you know i, I can't be talking about this out here because i'm so private <laughs> yeah so private i don't want to tell anyone it's a secret um
1: yeah so okay that's we're we're done with that right like, fuck that guy and and i hope if he vic- actually su- was successful at victimizing uh well not successful i should say but you know if there were other victims mm-hmm. i hope they come forward and I, I hope i hope there weren't any other victims maybe that was the Place where he learned his lesson, and he said, "I'm a creep.
0: Maybe so, and like, again." God willing, Kevin Spacey is—he'll know. But I still think he needs to own up better than he did there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and then it will—well, hope, yeah. And
1: maybe his example will—will will, just like George H.W. Bush, his his public humiliation will be um, will
0: keep the rest of us in check when we get sure and i think drunk or old yeah and i'm i'm also glad to see um the this continuing to be a thing that's talked about i know it's we've we've had trouble with this not trouble specifically with this issue but like it's been tough to talk about for a long time uh for you know for victims of sexual assault and stuff like that and i'm glad that we are at least approaching a space where they feel comfortable coming out uh as victims and Hopefully, we can continue to support them as a community in general, especially the entertainment community, where this does seem to be kind of an endemic crisis. Yeah, completely. Um, but on a happy or
1: on a different note, this past weekend I went to a thing. There was a oh. this free event at this uh, local state park thing place. Okay, uh, and. Parks have, are generally free like did you just go and get to hang out in the park No because it was an event it was like a, a culinary event where they oh. they were it was a cooking class about cooking with bugs So they had Oh cool Yeah so they had all these uh, different recipes that you make with Did you bugs. eat the bugs yeah, you I, ate the bugs. I ate a shitload of bugs over the weekend. Mm. Like, why were, are you so excited? Is it, was it good? I don't, It's just so gross well, to they, me. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they they came out with this, this giant barrel just full of of grasshoppers, like, and that yeah. were roasted and um, and dried, and like. It, there have been products that have been out there, like there was like a cricket bar. What was it like? What was it? Well, to taste the taste like. The I'm cr- sorry, go finish no. no with the thing. cricket bar is like ground up, so you can't. It's just like a, a power bar, so it could be anything. Sure. And you know, frankly, all every if you eat a bar of chocolate, they have a stiff, a strict limit to how many bugs can be in there, right? So and like rat poop bugs. too, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yes. I don't know. And and rodent hairs and all that stuff. Nice, uh, but. Here it was just we were trying them just on their own. Still look like a, still like a bug. Still look like a bug. Yeah, and then so crickets, grasshoppers, mealworms. Um, we did a gra- grasshopper mealworm salad thing, and like mm. mealworms don't really do much. They they just they're just kind of there, but the crickets are like crunchy, mm. and they like, got that crunch. Got that, that crunch. 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 and apparently, like if you feed the like a a, a cricket or grasshopper mint like in the last week of its life it will taste minty <laughs> oh. and uh Whoa. yeah and <laughs> look at all that oh and then the crickets are well they, the same thing happens with cheese like i cows know they, cows it drink I, certain
0: i know but the cheese wasn't crawling around on my floor like a day ago i and look i know so i have been to the insectarium in new orleans and they, the they insectarium sell. oh yes it's yeah. a it's like a little zoo for bugs uh, and they they sell they have like a little restaurant in there where you can eat the bugs, right? And I and they they sold me on someday we're all gonna have to eat bugs. I'm I'm there. I'm like on the have to eat bugs train. I just I gotta I gotta get a, I gotta get there first. Like, give me a few years, Insectarium. Yeah. and Marty.
1: Well, so one of the advantage, the reason why this is a, a, an important thing is that like bugs are a very ecologically sustainable uh, way to consume. Animal protein yeah, so like it takes anywhere from like six hundred to eight hundred gallons of water just to make one pound of meat right of beef beef, um, it takes like a third of that to make one pound of pork or chicken, but then it takes like one gallon to make one pound of of insect uh, mm. protein, so if you run the equation, you know all of a sudden. Uh, what's that, you know, the snow piercer makes a lot of sense, yep. you know. You, you grind up them cockroaches yeah. in the old power bar, yeah, you
0: know, it tastes like chicken. Mm. And then
1: we finished by making chocolate chip cookies with crickets, you know, because yep. crickets are a little more nutty, less, less sort of, uh, grassy than the grasshoppers, like literally, yeah. And so you can see them in there. And the whole point was to keep them whole, yeah, so that when you, you actually are. Eating them like it, it's textural mm-hmm. and and flavor it's so not just have, sort of like yeah, so you can have the
0: bug experience you can have the full on bug <sighs> yeah the. Um, uh, I know it's it's fine. We have to do this. Yeah, yeah. We have well, to. Yeah, we yeah. have to. Well, they
1: do it in other countries. They they eat them in Mexico and China. Yeah, and, yeah. Have the scorpions and spiders. Like I, I, think I might have trouble. trouble oh, with I could spiders never do scorpions. a spider. A spider, but, uh, I could not do. But I love crab. And what's the difference? Like yeah, one's on it, land, one's
0: in the water. Right? Yeah, but one's like you, you to have the fun. You cut its claws open and get have a little yeah, party. What if, what if you have a big enough spider where you can do that? Oh God!
1: I mean, no. Don't make me think about that. Yeah. So you no. wouldn't, um, you
0: wouldn't do this class. The class was free, by the way. I'm sure. I'm sure because they. Could you imagine pay? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. I feel really bad about the reaction I'm having because I do think that this is a thing that people should try to make themselves okay with. I'm just other people. I'm it, kind of honestly because I'm so far down the. Remember when we talked about Robo meat like two months yeah, yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. I think. I, I hope Robo meat becomes the answer oh, yeah, before yeah. bugs. No,
1: do. I, I, I think that, that will, that yeah. will, that will be the, I, the one, the market leader.
0: You yeah. Know? I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the Robo meat train, I think before I'm on the, Hey, yeah. just like, here's a bowl of crickets. Uh, but I don't know. I was, I, I was a, a little bit
1: like afterwards. I was like, do I feel okay? I really ate a shitload of bugs. Like, mm. cause then they, we tried other ones like worms and, and it like Sketty. It was like Sketty worms. Um, no, they, these worms were, they were kind of oily and they tasted like blueberry waffles, which is like, but, oh, and then like these, oh, these termites that tasted like, um, or the termite larva that tasted like varnish and, uh, and then these silkworms,
0: it just tasted like ass It did, like, did not like the silkworms. No, just the silkworms were bad. I'd, but you could put like a little, put, put some Tonys on there. You'd be fine. Tonies Some Tony, Tony's asheries as a seasoning. Oh, oh, oh Creole Seasoning. Creole Seasoning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the, yeah the, the, the little car- guy on the cartoon front. Cartoon thing, yep. yeah, green box, yeah. Used to just be like a picture of a guy a long time ago. Now they got this little cartoon guy because they went national. Um, all right, so I was going to invite you to the next one, but... Uh, I'm going to give me like a decade. I need to get into bug-eating mode first. I need to start looking at bugs and start like tricking my brain into being like, mm-mm, good, can't wait. Because my whole conditioning my entire life has been oh no bugs this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me yeah uh
1: out there would you eat bugs um or is this discuss- did we just lose everybody
0: listening everybody we ha- we all have to get on the bug join me in reconditioning to the bugs because the bugs are going to be it, first they'll be our food. We need to eat them before they become our rulers is what I think. Yeah. I mean, just like
1: we have like these weird responses to rat rats versus cats, you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, I had a friend with a pet rat. That rat was awesome. It was so smart and so sweet and like, just like really, really cute. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, See, oh my god, you've been conditioned. I yeah. have been
0: conditioned. I know. It's the worst. I don't mind and then when we I don't see mind
1: pig, p- we see bacon.
0: Yeah. And it's- I don't mind mice, I don't mind little mice's. Uh-huh. But the uh I definitely I don't know about these rats. Oh my god, you're like a Victorian woman, you know. I really am. <laughs> living in like some tower. I absolutely am. I am the most Victorian woman person I know. Wow, but yet you didn't have a problem watching um that that
1: that movie on Netflix, that French movie with the blood, bloody. Oh, raw, raw,
0: yeah. No, raw. I I, I, so actually, uh, people eating in theory bothers me less than bug eating, which is weird. I will acknowledge. Well, I would have a problem eating one
1: uh, anything that was m- a bug that was moist. Like these were all dried oh. out, you know. So
0: that that is that made it okay, okay. Yeah, I thought when you were talking about eating the blueberry waffle worms, I was picturing like a gross, like it's oh, no, like making they, a, they, a <laughs> no, noise. No. Like swirl well, yeah, like, it around your fork. You when freak. You see that I'm survival sorry. guy, uh like just eating a a big
1: grub and it's like oozing all over his mouth and he's gagging while he's eating. He's like, but you need protein. And then, you know, that grosses me out. Yeah. And then what we don't see is the cut where he's just like, Listerine. Yeah. And you know, where's the craft service where the fried chicken is? Right. You
0: know. I in in fairness, I okay me eating I, i'm realizing this i don't think i would mind watching someone eat bugs i would have a problem like thinking about it in terms of me eating bugs but like if someone was eating bugs in a movie or a tv show i'd be like oh gross i like this
1: yeah nicolas cage ate a bug in uh that one movie in
0: the 80s where he um uh, the vampire movie he was in oh uh vampiros yeah yeah that's uh, 1991 my friend oh oh is it yeah i Oh. I don't know why I know that, but I do. Have some, all, right. the, all the facts I don't remember. I remember that your vampire's wow. kiss was released. I, I am impressed, uh, and it's going to turn out to be wrong. One of our listeners is going to tweet in any second now and be like, "Wait oh, a minute! I'm not even going to. I'm not going to fact check you on that. I'm going to fact check." Uh, Jane
1: you. says, uh, "Why not on eating bugs? Yeah. yeah, like if you think about like the the crazy shit we eat, like we eat the milk." intended for the babies of cows you know like we're we're sucking on the nipples of cows yeah and like and then and then we're rotting that
0: milk to like to get it to turn into cheese right like that's some crazy ass shit we're, right no I, t- I i think food is weird in general when you think about it so i think that's why i'm saying like just like you know i feel like people who eat fish like some some of those people might have a problem if you serve them the fish with the fish head still there Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I so that's why I'm like if it's ground up, I'll probably I'll get to that first. Like if you make me some cricket bread, all right, all right, because it you can use it as like grain too, can't you? Yeah, 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 Man. yeah. So cricket, that- we sh- we should have been eating bugs this whole time. How did civilization not start eating bugs first? Because uh, you can do so much shit with them. Yeah, th- these cookies
1: also had ground up. Uh, cricket flour as well. Yeah, so, yeah, and and they, the cookies were great. Like if you close your eyes and ate them, you would not know the difference. Like, right, they were actually really good chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it had big old cricket on there, big old bug. Uh, this weekend, I also saw this movie, Killing of a Sacred Deer.
0: Oh fuck, where is that playing? I want to go see it.
1: It's playing at the ArcLight. Not oh. to plug the ArcLight, but it's only playing at the um, ArcLight. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, that was that was that, uh, not even remembering we were on a podcast there. Yeah, uh, the yeah, it's this. Um, Greek director. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos, uh
0: also screenwriter. He did the lobster. Mm-hmm. He did Dog Tooth. Um and he did that other one. Um, the one where it was like people playing dead people. That was that was a good one too. Um but yeah, the lobster and the dog tooth are definitely I think his two biggest ones. Because he had like another one in between there that was like lesser known. Um The Alps. The Alps, that's the one. I was about to say oh, the you peaks. Saw it? Uh, I saw that, yeah, it was on Netflix, I think, the the oh, year it came out. I don't oh. know if it
1: still is. And but,
0: was it good? Uh, yeah, it's definitely the... Le- if you haven't seen A Yorgos Lanthimos, I'd say start... I'd probably start with The Lobster. It's probably the most accessible of those three. But Dogtooth is a crazy movie you should definitely watch.
1: Yeah, so he does... Um like the acting style in *Killing of the Sacred Duty*, or it's with uh, Colin Firth. I mean, not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell mm-hmm. and uh, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and this like amazing English kid who is in *Dunkirk*. Uh, he's just so good. Oh. Uh, his name is Barry Ke- Keoghan. Oh, uh, so he's having a big year. Then if he got *Dunkirk* and this, yeah, no, he's he's like I, I don't know if he'll be a movie star, but he's uh, just a, a could be like a British character actor. Yeah. And doing things uh, on the West End. Love, he's actually Irish, but um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> but and Alicia Silverstone is in it as well. And She has a great role. But anyhow, it's a. It, <laughs> everyone speaks in this very monotone way, where they don't. And like you're watching it, and you're like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" And then it just starts getting really tense, and then it just gets really. It. So there, there's sort of an allegorical feel to his movies, right?
0: Yeah. It, well, it's. I think, like, he basically takes an idea and heightens it to the extreme. So, like, Dogtooth is about people that separate from society and it's about – so it's about people that literally have, like, brainwashed their kids into thinking society is evil and, like, to further that they uh, – This is, I, it's hard to talk about this movie do okay, really well, don't don't, yeah. don't spoil it. Uh, um, people should see it. People oh, right. should see that movie. And then, yeah, and, like, obviously The Lobster famously was about if you – are a single person. You, they live in a society where it's basically illegal to be single, right? And, and then at a, after a certain point, if right. you're not single, you they turn you into a an animal, animal. yeah, and which it, is great. And it's re- very funny. It's hilarious. It's, it's, the, it's yeah. I think it was my favorite movie. No, at Arrival was my favorite movie. This was my second favorite movie last yeah. year. And
1: it's it's a slow movie, um, but it's very funny. And Colin Farrell is very funny. And yeah, it. Um, I don't
0: think it's like I don't think it's that differently paced than like if you see like american independent movies in general like you'll 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 probably find the pace fine it's not so slow uh yeah okay i was i just like it's not like you're watching like a norwegian movie or something like where it's like wow nothing is gonna happen in this is uh dead snow oh yeah that's a norwegian film that's true you got me yeah my bad i was thinking of like yokum trier and shit Uh uh-huh um yeah. Uh, Wak, is it Wakim or Yokim? I don't know. I don't know how to say names. Joakim? Jo- Joakim? Joachim? Yeah.
1: That could be it too. Yeah. So uh Joachim Trier or Yokim Trier, hit us up, let us know how to say your name. It wasn't as good as The Lobster, but it, it's a movie that I loved uh, not loved, but I I enjoyed a
0: shit ton more than Mother. Oh yeah. Well I was I, I actually when you were like Allegory is so heavy in his movies, I, I kind of thought about how we shut all over Mother, but I think I, I, I think he, A, still finds a story there. Like, he finds a story in the allegory that is emotionally gripping, usually. Right. Um, I mean, Lobster, I think, even though the the acting, like, I think you're right, the acting does downplay the emotion a lot. It's still very, I think, kind of a moving movie. Yeah, it's no, so. I think that the, the,
1: the acting choice is deliberate
0: because it makes
1: the, the viewer, uh, it doesn't push the viewer too much, you yeah. know. And when the emotions do come out there, it feels more earned.
0: Yeah. And I think it also, it kind of works the way that straight absurd works in, um, in comedy where it's like the straight voice is there to keep the thing grounded so that the absurd voice can go crazy all over the place. Right. And we still can identify with the scene or actually, I, I guess it is like what you would call in sketch writing a straight, straight absurd scene where everybody's playing a straight voice because the situation is absurd. Anyway. That's a little uh, bit about how you talk about things in comedy writing. Everyone. Right? You know, the
1: more the more you dissect it and get it down to rules and labels and names, the funnier it is.
0: Right? Exactly. You're all welcome. This is how you uh, make comedy unfunny. Constantly, you yeah. analyze it until it's dead. Yeah. Uh, but you saw a movie, right? I did. I saw the Florida Project. What? I did. What
1: what the hell is that?
0: That is a little independent movie by. If you want to look up the director's name, it's the guy who um, did Tangerine. The guy who did Tangerine, yeah. Um, Tangerine, uh, which was a great movie, like a couple years ago, famously shot on the iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, or on iPhones, I suppose. With yeah, with, with but like lenses, lenses and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just like dude running around with the phone. Yeah. Um, but the uh, this movie is about um it's it's very it's not really plot heavy it's a very slice of life type thing um there it basically takes place in this like secondary economy that exists around disney world in florida where uh it's a bunch of like warehouses that are filled with like uh cut rate disney merchandise merchandise and like the it centers around these kids that live in these hotel complexes that are motel or excuse me motel comp you're right uh, motel complexes that are designed to make people think that they are affiliated with disney proper so there's like future world and uh the main one that we spend our most time at is called like magic castle or something and it's it's made to look like a castle um and it's about these just the people that live in these uh motels and like they live there like that's the they have no homes other than these motels and so there's there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens about that uh willem defoe plays the hotel manager he's very he's good right? he's very good i mean i think i don't think he will get he might get like i don't know whatever independent spirit award or whatever but I like i think it's one of the best performances I've ever seen is. Wow. Uh, it's, that's, it, it's that's really good. All right. I that's really high like High praise. Well, it's, uh, I think because it's sort of a world that's adjacent to things I kind of feel like I'm familiar with, just being like his performance is so South, like guy from the South who's very proud and very working class. Like he captures it so well. Wow. I, I think I would never it, even think of him.
1: Yeah. Like if you were saying working class Southern guy. Yeah. His name would not right now high on my list.
0: That's why, yeah, because you're like you think, oh, Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, talking to himself in the mirror, and first Spider Man, or at least that's Where's where my brain goes. Yeah, the greatest scene, chewing scene. Oh, like, you it's know, beautiful. And yeah. I think he's great at that too. But like, this is so grounded and so like just emotionally honest. And I I I love this performance. So Yeah, definitely. It's it's really small. Like got a very small release right now. I think it's only playing in a couple. Spots in L.A. But it's accessible. Um, yeah, I think it might be on VOD. No, no, accessible, like, oh. tonally. Um, I mean, you have to be ready for not a lot of plot to happen. Um, but it's, I mean, the kids in it are really funny, and they do little kid things, which are, you know, like, they go on little adventures and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you, it, it also, it, it has opinions about um, the situation that these families are in without being too like over preachy about it which i feel like sometimes rubs people the wrong way because they want the movie to be like no like this is what we should be doing about this whereas this movie just wants to sort of capture that and sort of depict like what life is like for them right which i think for me is is more interesting but i i can understand the other perspective as well just because it's like you i agree we should be doing more to help these people i don't think if you're writing a dramatic piece about these people, that that's necessarily the place to do it, right? Because I think it undercuts what you actually want the movie to do, which is to sort of humanize these people and have the audience empathize with them. He sounds like he's very good at that. He's very yeah, good the at filmmaker. That. Yeah, he's. What is his name? Did we look? Uh, did you we'll, look? We'll at? never know. We'll never know. It's impossible. Yeah. Tweet in his name. Now I'm getting no, out.
1: Don't tweet in his name. Uh, just uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Sean Baker. Um.
0: Did you ever see Escape from Tomorrow? Um, no, is it the one that like it was like a weird they just shot illegally in Disney World, right? right. Yeah, and they made it look like it was a terrifying place. Yeah, right. I've, I've never, mean, I've never, I've never it. seen. I was it. Just wondering because I, I like that
1: idea of just subverting Disney, you know, yeah. in a way, like not not maliciously. No, it's just,
0: very, it's very punk rock. Like yeah, just yeah. going there and being yeah, yeah. like, ha, oh, fuck this punk rock." Exactly, um, I. I wanted to see it. The trailer looked really cool, but I could never actually get around to watching it. So I guess you know, I'm um, ah Sebastian, our um
1: our Scando listener said that Joachim Roening is might be who you're thinking of, oh. as opposed to Lars von Trier. Oh uh, you know, no, I not I, I know well, Lars von, von Trier, Trier is
0: Danish. Yeah, um, and Joachim uh, was he the guy? Roening is he the guy that did? I'm thinking of the guy that at Oslo August 31st. So IMDb that real quick for me. All right. I, wait, actually, I can. I have my new phone. Oh, there you go. So look at me. Uh, that's why I've been liking all your tweets this whole show, everyone. This is great, radio. We're both just looking up the same thing on IMDb. Uh, jo- Joachim Trier. Joachim Trier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're okay. Right on. Okay. Great. So yeah, that's uh, I I appreciate the. Uh, double but checking me because I very easily could have been wrong even though here. he did uh,
1: the um, he's Danish even though he did Oslo whatever okay but, or he he was born in Denmark but of Norwegian he, yeah he's of Norwegian descent anyhow pardon me my, nobody, our, our we, Scandinavian yeah, listeners let's, let's get our whole Scando uh, family tree up on the wall up on right. the board everybody
0: um, oh it's the top of the hour and you're listening to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Radio Network Internet network, internet network, internet radio network, whatever.
1: (laughs) I was so close. Well, I only corrected you because I needed time to get a
0: little peek backstage. You see how I didn't even show you my phone that time. I just said it. Look at me go. Learning Uh, about how to be on podcasts, everyone. You're welcome.
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Here's something we haven't heard
1: in a long time
0: we're going to dip into the mail sack mail sack mail sack i want get my hands that mail sack
1: uh, yeah that was great yes yeah. beautiful we have um a an email from chelsea chelsea
0: yeah First-time emailer, I believe. Nice. Chelsea, the uh, person's name, not the location, correct? (laughs) Right. Okay. Not the
1: neighborhood of Manhattan, not the place in England. You said
0: from Chelsea, and so I was like, it could have been coming from...
1: No, it's actually Chelsea. Um, She and her husband are probably our only Edmonton, Alberta, Canada listeners.
0: Oh, well, thanks for... We might have other ones, Chelsea. No, I'm no, we, <laughs> no we probably no, no. don't. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate the email. Yeah,
1: yeah. She says, Morning, Merps. I've been a listener since the beginning, but due to my Canadian politeness, uh, never felt I was worthy enough of writing in. Oh, that's pshaw. But I guess Peshaw, that Peshaw. needs to change. So to introduce myself, I'm 30, have two kids, work as an architectural technologist. Ooh. Architectural technologist. What does that mean? I yeah. uh, absolutely love the political talk, even though it drives other people bonkers. It, uh, it does. I, I've yeah. heard. I've heard on occasion, oh, it. maybe. <laughs> yeah. It, it just the people. Well, you know, everyone. Everyone around me. <laughs> just like, to most of the
0: people Jesus. on the
1: show. With yeah. You. Like I remember, like Cassandra's so like, Oh, I'm so happy to be back. And then as
0: as I was talking, she was just like, Ugh. Yep. why are you talking about? This. We we're back. Yeah. Um. She wasn't here to keep you in check this week, so I, l- I let you go. I know, She's going to be back next week. She's going to have to really get you in line again. Um. Well. All right.
1: <laughs> so she said, uh, you mentioned last week how it barely feels like Halloween because it's so hot there, etc. Well, today was our first snowfall. And of course, it had to be on Halloween. Oh. My kids are going to love having to put their winter coats on over their costumes. First World oh. Canadian Problems, I guess. Ha ha. That's
0: really that's that's very, very funny. That's very sweet. I, like, I, I like, haven't been around snow in forever. I have never lived around snow. It snowed in my... In the city where I uh, have lived most of my life, Baton Rouge, it snowed twice within my lifetime. Oh, yeah?
1: yeah. Me too. In, yeah. in where I grew up.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, my question for the team is about costume
1: cultural appropriation. Mm. There's obvious no-nos, but I feel like sometimes there needs to be a gray area. For example, I saw a couple who dressed up, up as the main characters from uh, The Book of Life. The Book of Life. The Book of Life.
0: Is that the one... Is that the Dios de los Muertos yes, one? Yes, it okay. is. It is the animated thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That was like... Gilmer del Toro like produced it or produced something. Produced it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it of could course... Be remembering.
1: They're white, so instantly were outed as horrible people. But the reply was that they love Mexican culture, that this was their way of showing their appreciation. So because I'm a white woman in need of being educated, would you consider something like that? Appropriation. Is there ever a good time to take something from another culture to show your appreci- appreciation of that culture or is it always appropriation best regards from Canada Well if you look at say the culinary world the culinary mm. world is all about appropriation Yeah Like the tomato did not exist in Italian cookery sure. it came from the from Asia um, I believe and the potato what did not come from Ireland it came from South America Right And like that is the that is completely how how um, cuisine evolved and became more interesting and became mm-hmm. different. And uh, you know, the, f- the fact is, like, ramen came from from uh, China, and then people here do it, and the, it and people in Tokyo still like they put cheese in their ramen. Is that is that Ooh. cultural appropriation? Like, you know, that sounds good. Yeah, right. I would eat that. Yeah. Oh. So I have. Um, there was also a. A
0: huge thing about um, that was the Moana costume thing because I saw a big thing about uh, should white kids be able to dress up as Moana for Halloween, um, which is which I think is an interesting question that I will confess I don't think I have a very good answer to. Well, unfortunately,
1: earlier in this month, uh, this month, so Jeremy Lin, who's I think sidelined with an injury, but uh, he plays for the the Brooklyn Nets, I think. Okay, um, he's a, a basketball player. Oh, a basketballman. Yeah, A <laughs> basketballman uh, He now sports
0: this sort of Mohawk of okay, sports, sports uh, of dreadlocks. Oh. And, oh, uh, 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 I, Jeremy, I don't know. I, is that okay? I don't know if that one's, well,
1: I, I don't see what the problem is. Like, I don't so, know. Yeah.
0: So Kenyon Martin, another uh, NBA player
1: came out and said like, like why are you cultural appropriating, you know, my people's hairstyle? Uh, and his response was, well, why do you have Chinese tattoos? Ah, And so it's like, "What? well, because they're cool? Like, I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah I I know dreadlocks is like one that I've, I guess, been sort of like, I know to like look out for, because I know it's one that I, a lot of people have had issues with. But I don't, I don't know. I, I genuinely... I feel like I am unqualified to really discuss this because I I sort of see both sides. I I think my favorite thing I've ever seen anyone say about this with with regards specifically to the Halloween costume thing to go back to that for just a second yeah, yeah. is um like if you had um so if you were going to a Halloween party that was hosted by your Mexican friends and you would feel comfortable dressing as the characters from the Book of Life then that's that seems fine like if if it doesn't Seem feel like it's making fun of them. Then I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think
1: it, it has to do with respect.
0: Yeah, that's how I. F- that's where I'm kind of landing on it in general. And wearing blackface is disrespectful,
1: and it also harkens back to the the minstrel days of, uh, yeah. you know, where white people would perform in with blackface on, and uh, and that is a way of perpetuating. Just very negative stereotypes. I think when you dress up, when you paint your face like with the skeletons of the the you know dios del muerto, mm-hmm. like they this weekend there was a a huge um, thing at Hollywood Forever Cemetery and kids were getting face painted and if they were white or black or Asian is that bad? I don't think so.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that yeah. is
1: saying like that that is. Sort of saying this is a piece of culture that's out there, and we're we're sharing it with the world. Like this is, yeah. the it it's not like they were wearing, you know, giant sombreros and like putting right. like brown shoe polish on, and then like putting big serapes on. Like mm-hmm. that is perpetuating a stereotype that's disrespectful. But when you're, when you know, if some white person dressed up as Mulan, mm-hmm. and but you know didn't like put like you know pull back put tape on their eyes to make it look asian right then that that i don't have a problem with that but once sure you you know you're you're playing a character as as uh, actors do and and but you're not playing a race i don't know what do you think
0: i i no i i i feel like i understand where you're coming from it's still a thing that i if someone were to be like Especially like if if someone if I ever said like oh I feel like this is okay to dress up as characters that are representative of book book of life and then someone else were like wait no it's it's actually not I would be like oh we'll probably listen to them (laughs) which is I guess right yeah but no no yeah
1: all this has to be done sensitively so uh, on the Judge John Hodgman podcast last uh, last week. Oh, a listener said, "You know, I'm I'm a progressive parent, and I think it was that. I think it was something like that. But uh, maybe it was a different podcast. Oh, they all melt into one. But they were like, my kids want to dress up as uh, as gay people, and we we're not um, we're not worried about them being made fun of. We just want to make sure that it's appropriate. And okay. like the idea being that they would dress flamboyantly, you know, okay." And the response was, well, why not? I, maybe it was Dan Savage, um, but why not dress up as like proud gay people from like characters in, in history, mm. like people from history, like right. you know? He said, like, well, do it as Hedwig, you know, mm. like someone who's like like a, an icon as opposed to. A concept where you're where you're playing on stereotypes, right?
0: That was what I was gonna say. Is like if that feels bad to me because it, that's like being like, well, this is what gay people are like, and it's like, well, right? Well, right. No, it's not because <laughs> obviously there's tons of gay people and they're like all different kinds of things. So. Yeah, um,
1: and which is which actually, um, Ash Williams mentions uh, Robert Downey Jr. in in uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, which is I think. Th- that is a very complicated issue, uh,
0: yep. and it was very, very funny. I personally think in 20 years, we won't think that that performance was okay, but I still... I mean, I, I think it's very funny, and I think it's, it plays off of the idea of the problems that it's presenting, but I... Or that it's sort of... I think it's a little bit having its cake and eating its two, which is why I think in 20 years, we'll look back on it and be like, actually, that maybe wasn't okay, Right. but... I, uh, but I also think it is at least smart about what it's doing uh, instead of just being like you know a hollow somebody going in blackface for halloween right i right. think I, I think they're a little bit different completely in, in that uh,
1: Tyson pointed out that um dreadlocks are not. Exclusively, uh, they, they said they date back to the Minoan civilization, but their dreadlocks have existed in Native American culture, in African culture, Australian Aboriginal culture, um, right. and Buddhism, uh, and so it's not restricted in India. Right. You know, so it's not specifically. Uh,
0: but I, I, I think that it needs to be sensitivity about it. So I think in general in America, most things that are, t- for, this is f- for me, I, d- I don't necessarily want to make a rule or whatever, but I think, like, in general for me, most things that are about black people's culture in America need to be treated with a little bit extra sensitivity from white people specifically, so I don't necessarily feel like, Jeremy Lin is a great example, but like, when, when if you're a white person with dreadlocks and, like, somebody wants to have a conversation with you, like, at least be respectful of them about right. it. Don't be like, well, no, it's really fine. right? Right. Well, like, I think
1: that's that's the thing is like if in the case of of chelsea's uh friends who are wearing uh who were accused of cultural appropriation um like i don't think they should be outed as horrible people no. i think that 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 needs to to spur a discussion
0: no yeah I, I don't it doesn't sound like they're behaving like i think they're they were like this is the thing we want to do but we don't know if it's okay so i, I think that's a good question As like i think Wanting to, you know, to check yourself before you wreck yourself, so to speak. Yeah. Is, I mean, uh,
1: l- if you look at all fashions, like, oh, you fucking dog. Oh, Bruno's got an opinion. Yeah, we got rid of one toy and found another.
0: Oh, look at this. This one's an elephant. Oh, I found an elephant. Oh, look at this. Now, I'm, The podcast it, I, it has to be focused on, I know, but I'm, I, I'm, I know. I'm playing with he, this dog he's now. Really
1: cute. Uh, <laughs> so, but like, <laughs> pajamas Sorry. are come from Indian culture right, right? and yeah. uh, narrow jackets like that was a thing from India like uh, so that is that is how things get more interesting and and better and it just needs to be done with
0: sensitivity totally and and respect yeah i yeah. agree no, i know i completely agree i think i think that's a good spot to kind of generally land on it is like if uh, as long as you're asking the question you're at least doing the first part of it right so i think and and i that's not a conclusion i agree but i think i would you know should i i might even look to the internet for resources and be like what do you think about i, I guess you did cuz you emailed us that is the internet right
1: we are the internet we have spoken
0: yeah there we go judgment is final <laughs> but oh. yeah i would do i do i i would do independent research about that sp- thing specifically but it doesn't rub me badly i don't think i think it's it's i I think we kind of came to a conclusion there. yeah
1: Yeah. no i think i think that's good and i think it's a way uh of uh, of celebrating that culture um along those lines i'm not going to be wearing any costume so oh
0: you're going to be naked
1: i'm going to be well i have been from the waist down through most of the show i know
0: It's it's been really uncomfortable for me actually yeah uh, has Especially been, that halfway through when you took your pants off. I was like, oh, this is happening now. Uh, I will be home available to
1: give out... Uh, I'm plugging early to give out candy. Even though we've never had any trick-or-treaters, I'm going to sit on the balcony <laughs> and be like, to- Hey! Hey, come here! I have candy for you! And then every kid is going to run away. It happens no. every year. Well, and they have to crawl up that hill to get up here. Oh, It's tough. Yeah, it, it's not... In L.A., there are neighborhoods that are famous for uh, for trick-or-treating, mm. and uh, I think you're in one, right? I in mean, Burbank
0: is Burbank one? Bur-
1: yeah, Burbank is one, and, but like, yeah, South Pasadena. I guess, right? yeah, it's we're just, pretty trick-or-treatable. It, like, flat places that have dense, densely put together homes, you
0: know? like Oh, man, do I have to get fucking candy for kids? Oh, I'm not going to be home tonight. I have class. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb the midge is going to be like, <laughs> The midge is going to be giving them out Casablanca DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, uh, here you go. Yeah. This is, this has got Humphrey Bogart
1: on it. Yeah, and uh, here's some pennies from the penny jar. <laughs>
0: <sighs> you might give get... him a hat, a little chapeau. Yeah.
1: What? This this wouldn't even fit on my head.
0: And he's like, share it with the other kids. Two of you could fit in there. It's, yeah. I. I oh, my... wait, actually, no. The midge is too small.
1: Right. I know. That's what, that's what I was doing. The I, was, I know I did the wrong joke. Oh. <laughs> um, I... Might be watching some movies tonight, and I know we talked about some scary movies last week. But I thought it might be interesting to talk about the horror franchises. Like, so 2017 is had been touted in a couple uh, places online as the year of the horror film because, uh, like, this past weekend, Jigsaw won the weekend, which is the the reboot of the Saw franchise. Annabelle creation, Annabelle two creation was a huge hit uh, or like it was, for its budget It was pretty good. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was and it good. got well reviewed and of course it was was a, a big deal. Yeah. Uh so what are your favorite what is your favorite horror movie franchise? I know that like Ooh. right now like the like the, what what's his name? Um uh what's it, what's his name who directed uh all the like, the Annabelle stuff? The original oh, um, guy.
0: Oh, shit. It, is it Jeremy Lent? No, that's the guy who plays basketball, you fucking racist. God fucking damn it. You said Jeremy Lin. You got me thinking of Jeremy Lin now. What is the guy? God damn it. Now I have no idea what names are. We're going to... You know what, guys? It's time to take a little IMDb break with Mickey. So let's let's go to Conjuring on IMDb. Here we go, everybody. Let's see. And it is James, James Wan. James Wan. It was, I got okay. it as, as I was sitting down. Okay, I mean, we're all... Here's, but, so
1: he's trying to build a whole universe, right? uh and with the what do they call it the
0: in the um the 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 vera farmiga and uh james wilson universe yeah what do they call it they're the, the the farmingtons the, the conjuring universe the, the conjurers hang on let's yeah. see oh and
1: yeah and ash williams also mentioned that zach levi is the oh. real captain marvel um that's kind of weird but wait what Captain Marvel, you know, the DC
0: uh, oh, yeah. sort of golden age. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. It took me a second. Yeah. I was distracted by um, trying to... The Warrens. The case files of the Warrens. Ah, the Warren universe. Even um, though they're getting, like, sued. Are they still getting sued? Who's, I don't know. Who's, what's going on with lawsuits? Everyone's always getting sued.
1: So, but, like, is there a horror franchise that you get excited about? Because I think, uh, inevitably, they, they tend to sort of
0: become super shitty. Yeah. I mean, do you, like, currently happening or, or in general? In general. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, my. I, what was your jam? I jam out on some, uh, on some Hellraiser. I love me. Them gross little cenobites. Oh my God. They do the gross things, they get all the violence, and it's all for like, they're like thin line between pleasure and pain. That's why we're cutting you up into a million pieces. Uh-huh. And that's good. That's a good movie. Uh, they're not good
1: movies. They're, they're good movies. They're from Clive the, Barker. From the beginning. Like, I used to read Clive Barker incessantly, and the, the movies are all pretty bad. But they, but they're good though. No, like story wise, they're they're creepy, but they're bad movies.
0: Yeah, but like whatever, they're good. Except
1: for Hellraiser, Bloodline. Okay, okay. You know why it's good? Why? Because it stars, well, stars in quotes, Adam Scott. Oh yeah. Oh wait, was he in that one or was he? Oh wait, is that the one that's in space? Uh, uh part of it's in space, but he's in yeah. the part that's the that's in the past, and he has long hair in it, and he's. That's he's even skinnier than he is now. You know what?
0: Hellraiser's are good movies. I'm I'm just realizing this. Okay, good. Okay,
1: then. Then that's what you've picked as your as your go-to. I'm
0: going to go to. (laughs) I'm going to see every Hellraiser movie that comes out forever. I would actually.
1: Oh my god! Like that Hellraiser Bloodline was directed by Alan Smithy. That's how good these is It's Hellraiser in
0: space colon in space.
1: Uh, It's it's not just like the Jason in space. Um yeah.
0: it, is that Jason X? Uh, Jason Ten? I don't know. Is, is it an iPhone Ten or an iPhone X? Well, it's a, It's in. It's Jason Colon in space. Oh. Um. No, it's actually. I think it's Jason X, but it's the one where it, it's in space. Oh, the, all of the movies are great. Um, just go watch every slasher movie. I like them all. Um, it's called Jason X. Okay. Well, current of the current ones. Um, I do. I mean, I'll, I'll go to bed for the Conjuring movies. I like Conjuring. Uh, one and two, and I like the new Annabelle. The the first Annabelle was Dookie, but right. the rest of them I can skip good. That one you can skip the first Annabelle, but watch All the rest right. of them. They're right. Yeah, Annabelle Creation just came out. Maybe I'll buy that tonight. Oh yeah, buy buy it. Give it give some money until James Wan. Um, yeah, because he needs it. He's 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 you know he's he's struggling. He's out there trying to make all these universes. Yeah,
1: well, the guy who directed Annabelle Creation, um, who's been on Doug Loves movies a couple times, oh. like in the audience, which is great. David Sandberg. He is the one who has tapped to direct Captain Marvel. Wow, wow. we have come full circle. Yeah,
0: earlier we were just saying Captain Marvel. It seemed like for no yeah. reason. No,
1: no. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I, I now know why. Um, well, Ash Williams was sending that to us, but yeah. So uh, Zach uh, you, Levi Ash. of Chuck Fame is going to um, is going to star in it, and well, t- tentatively.
0: But okay. um, I
1: think that's a good choice. I think he's a good director.
0: Yeah, and he did yeah. that movie Lights Out. Yeah, Lights Out was right. I. Yeah. I think it was a really good short, and then it was a kind of boring movie. But it was you know it was fine. Right. It's it's still scary whenever you turn the lights on and the thing's gone, and you turn the lights off and it's right there. Ah. that's that's very scary. Yeah. It's very scary. The movie, kind of boring. The uh, parts where the lights are on right. and off. That short as a gif was great.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, uh, don't blink. What? Uh, you're not a, you're a Doctor Who person, are you? Oh, yeah, I am a doctor. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. And then Ash Williams, um, mentioned, uh, the whole evil dead series that that would be, oh, my, that well, would be my yeah i guess okay if you want to make like actually good movies sure yeah because those were made Have you
0: watched the tv show uh no zealand? a friend of mine is was a showrunner on it oh and he you keep knowing showrunners of shows that i am like i, I keep meaning to watch this show yeah i think he <laughs> le, uh, he didn't like having to go to new zealand all the time because
1: um, uh-huh. he shot it there yeah new zealand sounds like it sucks no, i'm kidding um, New Zealand seems amazing, actually. The first movie I worked on as a, a PA, like the costume designer, like I just hung around her all the time because she was dating uh, Bruce Campbell at the time, and I was just asking oh. her questions about Bruce Campbell, and she's just like, "You're weird." Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: and they were and like she, what is it like to kiss his face? Yeah, a lot of chin there to kiss, huh? Yeah, and uh, it's a very unique kiss shape. I th- I'd have to imagine you really have to go with a concave instead of a convex. They ended up getting married. Oh well, congrats to them. Yeah, <laughs> good, good and on you. Tyson saw Pretty the careful. first
1: four Hellraiser films. Well, you have two more films, patience than I do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I also think that uh, you should read all the Clive Barker books. Every book he's ever written is also great. Um, yeah. Um. They're it? they're all great and like have weird sex and like the, yeah the, the, he's like great. a weird uh, weird sex guy. It's and that, the and, like, best. Can we like, just all agree that... Like Nightbreed was not a good movie. Um, d- agree to disagree, first okay, of all. Okay. Uh, what was the one I just read? It was like um, something about Canyon, some kind of Canyon.
1: Canyon sex? It, it was literally just... Canyon like, sex It could have been called that.
0: It was like, the demons live in the canyon and then they fuck. Um, Is yeah. good. Read every yeah. Clive Barker book.
1: Which one do you think needs to be turned into a movie?
0: I mean... Genuinely, probably that one I just read about Canyon. Fuck it. No, I mean, like, <laughs> what about Aberat? I feel like Aberat actually is pretty accessible. Um, that's the one he did. That's like kind of YA-ish. Yeah, that's he also did the. I think he did the drawings for. maybe his husband did the. One of them is also an illustrator. Oh yeah, yeah. But he
1: was. He's also like a a, a production designer guy. Like yeah, he, he's. Yeah, I I think I don't like his visual aesthetic because mm. it's a little. You know. Love that visual aesthetic. Uh Darren Husted of Wolf Amsterdam says that uh, James Wan also has eight Saws, three Insidiouses, and yeah. a fourth one coming out next year. That's sixteen films over three series. And um didn't he do the
0: last furious? He did, yeah. yeah did so last... good, good for him. Man. So he's got he's getting in there. Yeah. Um also the the Insidiouses are pretty good too. They're not great, but they've got like the last one uh had the part where the the old lady had to like go into the
1: Oh, the first you know, one is good, yeah. except when they when they get like the thing is like in Poltergeist, mm-hmm. you don't see what's in the other world. So yeah. what you don't see, you have to imagine, and it's that you know it's very H.P. Uh, Lovecraft like you just sure. have to visualize it in your mind's eye. Insidious is great until they go over there and you're like, oh, it's just like a a goofy
0: wax museum, you know, with, yeah. with shitty
1: lighting. Like,
0: all right. It does have that one part where she's like taking the trash out or something, and then you hear the devil or you see the devil dancing in the window to that tiptoe through the tulip song. Yeah, yeah, and that is the coolest part of a movie available today. Like, just watch that part over and over Dude, again. There
1: are fantastic scares in that yeah. movie. Yeah, just so,
0: like you watch Insidious. It's all right. Yeah, and Lynn Lynn, who doesn't like to, watching Lynn Shay? She's, she's yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah. You know that, that's Bob Shay's sister. Oh yeah,
1: Bob Shay Shay, head
0: of New Line. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I know who that is. All right. i don't know i don't know industry people don't make me all right if you had just said bob shay would have been like us brother yeah and jim shay is just Just started naming all the shays just a random name shane shay uh
1: guys we have to end a little early this week because i have to run over to hollywood uh, for hollywood things Mm, hollywood but uh, do you have anything you want to plug Oh, um, I would like to plug. Uh, everybody, start learning to eat bugs because we're gonna have too soon. Delicious bugs, by the way. You know, it's gonna what I'm gonna be giving away tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. What's that? Bugs, motherfucker! <laughs> Are you not listening to yourself? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I also hang on. I have a. I have another thing. Uh, in just a second i'm gonna have to look it up so if you want to go for a second oh well okay
1: so dead snow uh jane mentioned as um they're only two that's still a franchise and of course martin starr uh was great in the second one and uh who doesn't love him Sure, sure and um i think uh okay ash williams mentioned midnight meat train with Bradley Coops, The Coops. Oh, yeah. And uh, who was the girl from Popular? What was that, that TV show, Popular? Do you remember? I,
0: I was looking at my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real honest. I haven't been paying attention. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh,
1: it's actually pretty good. The Japanese director who did uh, this does crazy action movies, uh, Kitamura, I think is his name. Um, Candyman, could not get through. Tyson, sorry about that, even though it did have a beautiful score by Philip Glass. And um, Cass Cardenas, she tweeted... Oh, she, no, she just liked the tweet. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, we were supposed to have Kruger, but apparently he woke up sick, and he's a delicate flower and oh. a fucking asshole. Oh. Uh, he's going to be gone for the next few weeks in Australia, uh, oh. but he'll be back. Good eye. Nice good, nice. good eye. So come over, and I will uh, give you Nestle Crunch Bars, where the crunch comes from... Beatles...
0: And uh, <laughs> um, I would I would also like to plug uh the book Cold Heart Canyon by one Clive Barker. That's the book I was trying to all remember. Right. So, Everybody go read it. All right. Uh, we send us your emails.
1: Thank you, um uh, Chelsea, for your great email. Send us more, tell us more about what architectural whatever is uh, technology is about. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Oh, I that the. Time to tip that fuck Time <laughs> to pip that Time idiot that
0: fuck Time to pip that bust. Time oh, to that That fuck. that that fuck. that that fuck. that 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 that
1: that that